0: Okay, it's 26th November. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Slow burn. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, when I say slow burn, I mean that uh, America is slowly burning away. And I imagine it'll turn into a very fast burn if uh, this tide of wickedness is not stemmed. Uh, Somebody asked me a week or so ago if I thought that America would turn. And I said, no, I don't think so. And uh, uh, she was kind of, you know, not angry, but she was like, well, you don't have faith in that. And that's not the point. You asked if I think it will happen, not if I want it to happen. I pray for it all the time, but I do not think that we will turn. I think we're at a stage where unless we have a major calamity of some sort, the nation will fall apart, okay? Um, You know, we had 9-11, and we turned, and that was great. Um, We're at a point now where I just don't know if that's going to happen again. I'm not pessimistic about it. We're in the end times and everything is going to devolve eventually. But yes, I do pray that America would turn back. I pray that England would turn back, that Germany would turn back, that all of these nations would. I just don't think it will happen. There's a difference between the two. So um, we got some news from Israel, from the Times of Israel, touring south, EU foreign minister tells Israel not to act from rage in Hamas war. This was midweek last week, and I just thought it's so hypocritical that I'll read it to you. Uh, the EU foreign policy chief, Joseph Burrell, said that Israel must not act out of rage while waging its war against Hamas. So you're going to wage a war, but you're not doing it in rage, right? I mean, <laughs> that makes no sense. It, it just makes no sense, the, the things they say. I understand your fears and pain. I understand your rage. So he admits that they're angry, but they, you know... The whole thing is just crazy. Um, uh, because what makes... No, he just doesn't understand. If somebody raped his family, he'd want vindication. That's right. Because what makes the difference between a civilized society and a terrorist group is respect for human life. I don't know another country, America included, that does what Israel does to protect human life. We saw that last week where they spent an hour talking to a dentist about getting the people out before they bombed. I don't know another nation on the planet that has ever done that. Now, America did do something really great during the Gulf War, and I've mentioned it before, is uh, they had um, a lot of GBU bombs left over from Vietnam. They were the daisy cutter bombs. They would drop them and they would... uh, make a landing pad for a helicopter with one bomb. It would just destroy all of the trees like a daisy cutter. And so they had a lot of them in surplus. And so they flew a C-130 over the desert behind Iraqi lines and they dropped a daisy cutter in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Just dropped it. It the It's so large that the English called their superiors and said the Americans just sent off a nuclear bomb. That's how big these are, okay? Didn't kill anybody but maybe a donkey out in the desert. And then they flew over the Iraqi line, and they dropped leaflets with another C-130 that said, we have just dropped this bomb. We have lots left over from Vietnam, and your position is next. In one night, 60,000 Iraqis surrendered without ever a person dying and that didn't make any news that that's required study when i was in the air force for promotion testing i've got the pdf uh manual if you want to see that sometime to prove that what i'm saying is true but they did this now that is what israel does daily in their war they're going to kill the enemy but they are going to safeguard people Nobody else does that kind of thing. Okay, Cohen said that Israel will continue its war until it has destroyed Hamas and returned the approximately 240 hostages held in the Gaza Strip. Okay, now over the past two days, they've had hostages released. none American, surprisingly. Okay, it's like our the guy in the White House is working so hard behind the lines and he hasn't secured one American to be freed. I, I Anyway, we'll go on. From Axios... Israel's NSO unleashes controversial spyware in Gaza conflict. Good. This is a war you use every means possible. The Israeli government appears to be turning to controversial spyware maker NSO group to help track those kidnapped and murdered by Hamas in the last month. NSO has come under fire for providing governments with surveillance tech that have later been used to spy on journalists, dissidents, and human rights activists. That's not their fault. If the government gets it and they say this is only for this use and the government misuses it, that's not Israel's fault. But everybody got on Israel just because they invented it, whatever. NSO is also undertaking an active lobbying campaign in the United States to get its tech removed from a new list banning federal agencies from using its spyware, as well as a U.S. trade blacklist. According to the NSO-linked source, several Israeli agencies are likely using Pegasus, a zero-click malware that can be snuck onto a target's device without them knowing to help track people kidnapped by Hamas as well as people who have gone missing during Hamas's attack last month. Pegasus can be used to tap into cell phone signals to assess who was on the ground during Hamas surprise attack and movement of those cell signals before and after the attack. NSO has also established a so-called war room with other similar companies and former NSO employees to track and unlock the phones belonging to people who have been murdered or gone missing, as well as those belonging to suspected terrorists. It's not the purpose of why we're doing it, but I think the people from the government, both in Israel and outside of Israel and the public, now understand much better the value of these kind of tools and why they are needed. This is Charlie Garrett's speculation. I hope I don't say anything that they are actually doing that uh, uh, could compromise what they're doing. But my speculation is that part of this hostage release is them tapping into these phones because they are monitoring every communication in Gaza right now. Every single communication. My guess is that these hostage negotiations are being tapped by these people and they know where every hostage is. So if they say we're not going to release these people, they're going to get them. That's my guess. I don't know that, but that's just me sitting here thinking about this article that they know where every single hostage is right now because of this type of technology. Israel doesn't mess around. From Breitbart, the nation brand's largest pro-Israel event in U.S. history, a hate rally celebrating war crimes. That's The Nation magazine. Don't ever buy it, but if you do, get rid of it. Describing it as a political event, like nothing I've seen in two decades of covering rallies in this town, the nation's sports editor, like that has anything to do with sports, David Zarin claims the incessant calls to keep bombing Gaza made the event a celebration not just of war, but of war crimes. So you can't defend yourself and you can't attack an enemy anymore without being a war criminal. Oh, you can, just not Israel. Yeah. From Fox, BBC News issues an on-air apology for a false claim Israel targeting staff and Arab speakers at Gaza Hospital. They lied, they got caught, and they apologized. From the Times of Israel, surveillance footage shows Hamas bringing hostages into the Shifa hospital on October 7th. They have the footage. These people are so stupid, they did not take down the hospital internal cameras, okay? And all of the recordings are there. They went into the hospital, and they never deleted them, and they've got all of that right on there. Shifa hospital being used by terrorists. Times of Israel. IDF says it found Hamas rocket-making lab weapons and tunnel entrance inside Gaza City Mosque all documented on YouTube. You can watch it. And uh, so that's what they are doing. And they're being accused of being the wrong guys. Okay. we got some news from Christianity. Wonderful stuff. This is wonderful. Iranians secretly translating the Bible into their heart languages to share Christ with their people. As the underground church continues to grow in Muslim-majority Iran, Bible translators are putting their lives on the line to bring the gospel into the local dialects so that their friends and neighbors can have access to the written word of God for the first time. Through the work of the translation agency Unfolding Word, Christians in Iran and across the globe have been able to translate the gospel themselves into more native languages, There are 1.45 billion people in the world who speak about 5,500 languages that do not have the whole Bible in their heart languages. The church has expanded exponentially in the last 20 years, and what these folks have learned is that you can lead someone to Christ, but if they don't have a church, they don't survive on their own. You can start a church, but if that church doesn't have the Bible in its heart language, it will typically only last one generation. Iran, for example, has churches operating underground, and there are thousands of underground churches in many other parts of the world. Unfolding Word, a nonprofit organization that has been around for roughly seven years, works with church leaders around the world who are seeking to establish their churches in sound doctrine. I did not check out this organization, so I don't recommend it. I'm just reading an article, but lack access to Bible translations in the languages their people speak. I hope they're doing a good job and their doctrine is sound, but I did not take time to find out what that doctrine is, but it's good that they are at least getting the Bible into people's hands. Breitbart, anti-Christian hate crimes in Europe. Anti-Christian hate crimes leapt by 44% in 2022. From the Gateway Pundit, Christian Pastor, you probably heard about this, you may not have, and uh, so I thought I'd at least recognize him. He was shot in the head while preaching the gospel on an Arizona street corner. A Christian pastor, husband, and father was shot in the head while preaching the gospel on a street corner in Glendale, Arizona. Hans Schmidt, a 26-year-old veteran, was standing on the northwest corner of 51st Street and Peoria Avenues with a megaphone preaching when a person pulled out a gun and shot him in the head. Schmidt is currently hospitalized and clinging to life. That's still the case since the writing of this article. We have a 26 year old who was a military medic. He's recently married. He has two small children, and he's currently in a critical state. From Fox, Finnish lawmaker wins second hate speech case over quoting the Bible. She quoted Leviticus they had her arrested. They've tried to have her incarcerated and it hasn't worked. This is a second one. State prosecutors can still take the hate speech case even higher to the Supreme Court of Finland. My guess is they will just because they hate this woman. She's telling the truth. She reads the Bible. She says, this is what God thinks about this particular issue. And they're trying to have her thrown into prison. Second time she's been vindicated. Good job. Breitbart, noted theologian and biblical scholar, Joy Bahar, saying you love Trump and <laughs> Jesus is an oxymoron. Oh. I think her having a brain is an oxymoron. <laughs> okay, we've got some news from the East and Africa today. Australia's highest court, this is Breitbart, rules against indefinite migrant detention. Foreign-born criminals released. They have these people brought into the nation. They've had them incarcerated because they're criminals. They haven't been able to deport them because of the left in the nation. And now they have to release them into the nation. Immigration detention centers in Australia have released dozens of foreign-born convicted criminals into the community after the high court ruled indefinite detention unconstitutional. But you can't send them back. So you have to release these criminals into your society. This is the progressive mindset in the world today. Australia's left-wing Prime Minister Albanese left the country soon after the release for yet another overseas trip after conceding in Parliament. No immediate plan existed to deal with the flood of criminals. They're not taking care of the ones that are flooding in, and they're letting the ones that are criminals out into the public society. Breitbart, I will not allow a foreign court to block these flights. Prime Minister Sunak vows emergency legislation to enable deportations. The last prime minister tried to get these people deported to Rwanda, who has agreed to take them. Okay, they agreed to take them. The left in England sued. They had people on a plane ready to be taken out of there. They sued and that plane was turned around and brought back. So the prime minister says, I am not going to put up with it. UK Prime Minister Sunak makes a bid to overcome the Supreme Court blocking his migrant deportation plan, vowing a fresh treaty with Rwanda to overcome objections in the ruling and vowing to go against the European Court on human rights on the matter if challenged. So he wants to do this. Next article, listen to this, Breitbart, migration up again. UK conservatives have failed on border control so badly, even the left is complaining. The left sued to stop it. And then they blamed the right for not, them not taking action. It's typical left-wing politics. It's exactly what they do in America. Everywhere they take over, they blame people for their problems that they have demanded. Exactly. Breitbart. Pentagon confirms almost 60 troops injured by Iran proxy forces in Iraq and Syria. And yet we're still dealing with Iran, still trying to push that deal through. 60 troops in the past two weeks. Breitbart. Iran boasts of oil industry boom. Iran. Boom. After Biden sanctions relief to partner Venezuela. It's exactly what we said was coming. That's what's happening. He took the restrictions off of Venezuela Supposedly to get our oil going, they are partners with Iran. So the people that are benefiting from what he did, I'm talking about the numbskull in the White House, aren't even Americans. Right. Right. Shocking. Shocking. They're up, it says here, Iran's average crude oil output for the third quarter of 2023 was 2.996 million barrels per day, which marked a 298,000 barrel per day increase when compared to the same period last year. Giving away the store. Just giving it away to our enemies. It says Iran's average output in 2021 was measured at 2.392 million BPD, denoting a continued surge in oil production over the past three years. Guess how long that guy's been in the White House? Anybody? Three years. Oh, yeah, you got it. Unbelievable. And it's all Trump's fault. They're still blaming Trump. Oh, yes. New York Times, Republicans rip Biden's $10 billion Iran sanctions waiver, reckless and dangerous. He already gave away $6 billion. Now he's giving away $10 billion more. Waivers. 120-day waiver authorized by Secretary of State Blanked Out allows the Iranian regime access to the funds from Iraq in exchange for electricity purchases. So they're saying you can buy electricity with this money. That just frees up money for them to do terrorism. That's all it does. So... Enough of that. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the Book of Revelation. From the Gateway Pundit, U.S. Army removes COVID vaccine requirement for recruits following historic low in recruitment since 1973. Breitbart, former troops punished over Biden's vaccine mandate, sue for billions in lost wages. These troops that were Mm -hmm. treated so shamefully by the administration are suing. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Zero Hedge. Biden DOJ quietly hires more lawyers for vaccine injury lawsuits. I wonder what they're looking for. Safe and effective. How can they have vaccine injury lawsuits? Zero Hedge. CDC claims on vaccination and natural immunity made without seeing underlying data, says a FOIA document. I'll read that title again. Listen to this. CDC claims on vaccination and natural immunity made without... Seeing underlying data. They just made claims and they never even saw the data. Mm -hmm. The CDC now admits that it recommended COVID 19 vaccines for people who had recovered from COVID 19, despite the fact that CDC subject matter experts didn't have access to the underlying data. They just lied to the American public. And they admit it. From the New York Post Texas AG says Pfizer gave low quality ADD meds to underprivileged kids same company that's been giving you your COVID vaccines. Texas Attorney General Paxton is suing Pfizer and drug manufacturer Tris Pharma for fraud, alleging they provided adulterated attention deficit disorder medications to underprivileged children. The lawsuit claims Pfizer knowingly distributed the powerful pediatric ADHD drug Quilivant to children on Medicaid, despite knowing that it was adulterated due to deficient manufacturing practice and despite the drug's pattern of failing routine quality control tests. When patients' families complained that the drug was not working, Pfizer and Trist manipulated testing to hide poor manufacturing practices and defraud the Texas Medicaid program. As a result, thousands of Texas children received an adulterated Schedule II controlled dangerous substance. Dangerous substance given to kids because they don't matter. Pfizer initially blamed the children and their caregivers, suggesting that they were not properly shaking the medication before using it. Pfizer and Tris intentionally concealed and failed to disclose the issues with Quillvent to receive taxpayer-funded benefits through Texas Medicaid, defrauding the state and endangering children. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia what makes Mongolia the world's most socially connected place? Did you know that they are the most socially connected place in the world? Mongolia. But that doesn't mean just tech, okay? NPR says this. In a Gallup report, people in 142 countries were asked to rate their social connectedness defined as how close you feel to people emotionally. The word people was given a broad definition. Family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, people from groups you're a part of, and strangers. So that's a lot of categories. Most countries did well. Overall, seven out of ten people around the globe say they were very or fairly connected. But Mongolians were the most connected of all. Mongolia beat out Kosovo, Taiwan, and Bosnia, Herzegovina among other top contenders to be named the most socially connected with 95% of Mongolians reporting feeling very and fairly connected to others. The highest rates of social connection for men 95% and women 94% were also in Mongolia. So if you want to be a social animal move to Mongolia you will be socially connected. What? That's their opinion. That's not a... Well that's right but how do you determine that? What they do is they say, how do you feel about your life interacting with others? Now, I will say this. My wife is from Okinawa, and they have the longest lifespan of any people on the planet are Okinawans, and they attribute it to several things. One of them is it's like Florida, you get vitamin C or D all day long with the sunshine. It's a beautiful place. Uh, One of the reasons is they eat a lot of fish, which are good for you, which I hate, so I'm going to die from lack of fish, but that's okay. Um, but they, um, uh, the third and most important thing that they say is their community interaction. They walk around, they greet people. They're very socially connected and they say that is the biggest reason why they live so long. So if you want to live a long time, which I don't, I'd rather be with Jesus, but be socially connected. Okay. Okay. We got something from Daniel today. Daniel technology from the Korea times. China launches world's fastest internet years ahead of forecasts. China's beaten a global deadline launching the world's first next generation internet service more than 10 times faster than existing major routes. A major route means like between cities and things like that, okay? Um, The backbone network, so-called because it forms a principal data route between cities, can transmit data at 1.2 terabytes per second between Beijing in the north at central Chaiwan's Wuhan and Guangzhou in the southern province of Guangdong. The line, which spans more than 1,860 miles of optical fiber cabling, was activated in July and it launched Monday, this a week ago. After performing reliably and passing all operational tests, most of the world's internet backbone networks operate at 100 gigabytes per second. Even the U.S. only recently completed the transition to its fifth generation Internet 2 at 400 gigabytes per second. That's the U.S.'s 400 gigabytes. They are almost triple that in China now. Huawei Tech Vice President Wang Li told the same press conference that the network was capable of transferring the data equivalent of 150 high-definition films in one second. That's pretty impressive. Okay, I've got some other news for you. From Breitbart, Massachusetts High School cancels USA Day. Claims it's too politicized. <laughs> yes, Olivia Spagnuolo is a member of the school's student unification program. Each year, the group comes up with daily themes. Their USA Day theme was quickly shut down. Jamie Chisholm, principal of the high school, noted, we acknowledge that the impact for some people has been just the opposite of our intention and that we have inadvertently politicized this activity. So you can't have a USA Day in Massachusetts because it's too political. <clears throat> Zero Hedge, U.S. leading indicators tumble for the 19th straight month. It's the worst streak since Lehman. The conference board's leading economic indicators continued its decline in October. This is the 19th straight month month-on-month decline in LEI and the 18th month of 19, the longest streak of declines since Lehman. The conference board expects evaluation, inflation, high interest rates, and contracting consumer spending due to depleting pandemic savings and mandatory student loan repayments to tip the U.S. economy into a very short recession. Oh, this student is, oh yeah, student loans are getting paid off by you, buddy. Okay. Zero hedge. Inflation battered Americans rating 401ks to pay mortgages and rent. They're now going into their retirement savings just to live. In the latest sign of an economy edging deeper into troubled waters, more Americans are rating their 401k accounts to cover basic living costs. Americans outside the wealthiest quintile, have run out of extra savings generated early in the pandemic and now have less cash on hand than they did when the pandemic began. According to Fidelity, not a small company, Fidelity, 2.3% took a hardship withdrawal in the third quarter, up significantly from the 1.8% rate observed in the same quarter of 2022. The top two reasons for the third quarter hardship withdrawals, avoiding foreclosure or eviction and medical expenses. Just to live, people are cashing in on their retirements. Zero hedge, 11 signs that U.S. consumers are in very serious trouble as we head into the final stretch of 2023. Today, debt levels have risen to unprecedented heights, but thanks to roaring inflation, our standard of living has been steadily going down. And now the latest economic downturn is really starting to bite layoffs are starting to surge again. Once thriving businesses are shutting down all over the nation and hunger and homelessness are exploding. The following 11 signs that U.S. consumers are in very serious trouble as we head into the final stretch of 2023. One, U.S. renters are spending 30% of their incomes just on rent. Two, One food bank executive just told USA Today that she is seeing the worst rate of hunger in my career right now. Another guy has a food bank in Indiana. I was talking to him yesterday and they have lots of food. But this lady is saying that people are showing up for the food more than she's ever seen before. Three, Wells Fargo just shut down 13 bank branches in a single week. I saw another article yesterday, last night, where many, many more branches are shutting down as of yesterday, they have announced that they're going to shut down a whole bunch more branches. Four, average hourly earnings for all employees have fallen by 3.32% since Biden stole the White House. Uh, I added something in there. Five, due to a lack of consumer demand, three different major Burger King franchises have recently declared bankruptcy. Three of them. Six, Vice Media has announced that it will be laying off dozens of staffers. Vice Media, we don't need them anyway, I suppose. Okay, before I go on, I will say that I had a brother that used to work at um, Burger King, and he did a great job of it. I remember walking in one day to see him and say hi, and I saw a girl standing there at Burger King, and she was putting the—nowadays, I guess it's all automatic, I don't know— but she was putting the ketchup on somebody's hamburger, and she went— She made a little smiley face and then put the bun on there. So that's my Burger King experience is watching this girl, burger after burger, putting smiley faces on people's hamburger. Okay. Um, Next one, seven. According to Challenger, Gray and Christmas, almost 20,000 media jobs have already been eliminated this year. That's okay. Uh, Number eight. Amazon is laying off hundreds of workers in its Alexa division. 9. Just in time for the holidays, Citigroup has decided to conduct large-scale layoffs. 10. As consumer wealth has dried up, federal tax receipts have been falling on a quarterly basis since the third quarter of 2022. 11. 80% of U.S. households are actively poorer than they were when the COVID pandemic originally hit this country, hence the article I read a minute ago confirming what this guy is saying. As of June, the bottom 80% of households by income, when adjusted for inflation, had lower bank deposits and other liquid assets compared to their status in March of 2020. Most Americans have been getting poorer, but the cost of living just keeps getting more and more oppressive. As a result, the middle class is literally being hollowed out. Our leaders were able to keep the economy propped up for a long time by injecting trillions of fresh dollars into the system. But now the end game has arrived and it is going to be incredibly painful. From Fox, Air Force Base warns service members to avoid Patriot rally with speaker from pro-Trump group. They sent out a notice. It was turning point action. Turning point. I mean, they're they're just normal people. They warned them not to go to this rally. They are backtracking now and saying we didn't really mean it. After the thing is over because they got caught Yeah. Entering politics as a military is prohibited and yet they entered politics. Whoever sent that out should be relieved of duty. Okay. Who said it? The first amendment is the most important in principle. The second amendment is the most important in practice. Charlie Garrett. I've said that at least 10 times during reports and you guys didn't remember that. That's a truth. Okay, I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what's going on with them. High school students in mass want a day where they celebrate U.S. of A. Daily themes are the rule. Have long been at this school. Now the principal says, there's no way. Yeah, can't have a U.S.A. day. You can have anything else, but not a U.S.A. day. Okay. Um, we got a couple of ironies and we'll be done I need to say something encouraging first though Um, something encouraging Jesus is coming Jesus is coming and we are closer now than ever before once again uh, do I think that the United States is going to have a turnaround a revival or what what you will my guess is no that's my guess that does not mean that I don't pray for it it does not mean that I don't want it it means that I think we are at the end of the game okay um If Trump is reelected, you know what? We were watching something this morning. I showed him something I saw on the news this morning. I came in and showed him. Trump went to a a game, a football game, and he was in a trailer and he walked out. I don't know if they knew he was coming or not. But when that man walked out of that trailer, 20,000 people went absolutely ballistic. It was unbelievable to hear. The next article that I read this morning was Biden heckled on his way to something. In Nantucket. Uh, Yeah, in Nantucket, the most liberal liberal place on the planet. He's being heckled. But Donald Trump walks out and he makes the crowd go absolutely ballistic. That tells you a couple things. One, about the previous election, which I won't say, but you know what I'm thinking. And the second is that he has a momentum. But if he wins this election, we will have a lull. I don't think we'll have a revival unless there is a religious aspect to what he does. Okay, but... He'll be out, we'll get another lefty in, and we'll be right back where we were. The reason why this happens, why does this happen in America? The reason is because, and you follow it, just follow it for the past 50 years. A Republican comes in, he gets the economy sound, like Ronald Reagan. They say, we're at a great place and we need to start taking care of the people again because the Democrats know that they have nothing else to go on. So they say, they're killing the children. Remember Schumer back after uh, Reagan? They're killing the children. They had their thumbs pointed up like this and they're just going ballistic and they won. So they got in, you know, who was it? Um, What's his name? Uh, Clinton. He ruins everything. And then we get a Republican with Republican Congress and the economy stabilizes again. And it's this cycle. This guy makes things right. This guy destroys it. America goes back. They never learn their lesson as they're being lied to by the left. They never learn it. Well, like, yeah, people are people are sheep. That's right. So that's that's. Yeah, that's exact. It's just like being in the judges, the book of judges, which by the way today is Judges five one through five, the song of Deborah, part one. If you love Hebrew poetry. Watch the next four sermons. I was literally coming out of my skin typing these. There's not a lot of typology. There is some Christology, but it's just marvelous poetry, and I hope that you will enjoy these sermons. Okay, irony. Zero Hedge. Soros-backed activist. District attorney gets robbed, becomes victim of her own system. Good. Okay, now this is real irony here from the Gateway Pundit. World Health Organization leader, Dr. Tedros, says disinformation eroded trust between people in the World Health Organization. <laughs> Guess who's disinformation? Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that's your CG Report for the week.